Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Vredestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin, TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. The Volume. Football is officially back. No more preseason games. The regular season is here. Listen, we all like watching football on TV, but nothing's better live and in person. And the best way to get tickets to any of these games is at game time. The fastest growing ticket app in the entire United States. For last-minute amazing deals on tickets to see your favorite football team in September, go download Game Time right now. And it's not just for football. Baseball playoff games, comedy shows, concerts all across the country. Download the Game Time app and use the redeem code COLIN, C-O-L-I-N, $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, download the Game Time app. The Redeem code is Colin. That's my name, C-O-L-I-N, $20 off if you do that, no matter where you live. Get out and have some fun this weekend, baby. Download the Game Time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. Game Time. Hi, everybody. Welcome into the Thursday night, Friday morning uh, podcast. Chad Millman, sharp or square coming up. I know you love that. I had a rough week looking to bounce back. I love my picks this week. I loved them last week. What can I say? Uh, I know a lot of people, um, you know, you watched Philadelphia tonight and it wasn't the most appealing game, but I, I'm a big believer in sustainability. Like, can you do things and repeat things over and over? Um, you know, always making a lot of money in your life and having a great job is not usually sustainable. Living below your means, investing, being frugal, spend less than you make is sustainable. Uh, I tell my kids that all the time. Just get into patterns, uh, be prepared for bad times. And so when they hit, you don't have to change your lifestyle. And Philadelphia, the way they won tonight, dominating the line of scrimmage, that's sustainable for 16 weeks, 15 weeks. That's a great offensive line. Getting over the top plays. Some teams, the smart teams like New England, just took that away. They just don't want you to go over the top. Um, track meet teams. Miami tends to be the Dolphins. Looks like a little bit of a track meet team. Now, their games are wildly entertaining against the Chargers. You're not going to get that every week. That's not sustainable, right? Like Tyreek Hill, 
banged up. Jalen Waddle out. You face a team with good pressure. Tua gets hit. He's been injury prone. But the way the Philadelphia Eagles uh, won tonight, and it was ugly, is incredibly sustainable. Dominate the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, this is this is not college football. Kirk Cousins, Justin Jefferson, Jordan Addison, uh, uh, Osborne, they got dudes too. A couple good edge rushers. Minnesota's got dudes too. Uh, but Philadelphia hasn't really played that well offensively. It's very rare that you can go on the road. Last week, the Eagles go on the road, get outplayed in the second half and win. Tonight, choppy, turbulent first half. Didn't pass the ball effective early and won. They had a nine-minute drive at one point and didn't score. Totally sustainable. You're laying Johnson's, Kelsey, um, Jason Kelsey, best center in football probably. You can do that every weekend. And, you know, if you go back and look at New England's dynasty, and I, you know, I was living in Connecticut during the last 10 years of it, or a big chunk of the last 10 years of it. Um, there were the Randy Moss years where they were winning shootouts and blowing people out. But a lot of times in New England during that dynasty, just in the AFC, Baltimore had better personnel many years. So did the Steelers. Colts had equal personnel. They didn't always have the best teams. But if you remember, they always got great offensive line play with their coach, Dante Skarnecchia. With Brady, they were very good pre-snap. They were great at getting pressure, not always sacks, but pressure on opposing quarterbacks under Bill Belichick. And they got turnovers. They were outplayed in a lot of big games, Baltimore, Pittsburgh, Colts, Denver, and they just found ways to win by being very good pre-snap, good special teams, a big situational play late, sometimes a trick play with Julian Edelman. That's sustainable. New England, if I could define their dynasty, they were the smartest team in the league. Brady, really smart. Belichick, a brilliant defensive coach. They were not always the most talented. Smart is sustainable. The Randy Moss years are not, <laughs> right? So I look at Philadelphia and they don't look nearly as overpowering as San Francisco did. And I think it's very obvious that without Shane Steichen, the offensive coordinator from last year, formerly with Justin Herbert, Jalen Hurts, now he had a very nice debut with Anthony Richardson. He's a brilliant offensive coach, finally getting a head coaching job with the Colts. You know, they're trying to find their way, trying to find their rhythm. I think Al and Kirk Herbstreet talked about it tonight. You can just tell they're just not there yet. You know, one of the things I think most fans know, you recognize it now. We didn't talk about this probably 10, 15 years ago when I started, but coordinators, especially on the offensive side, are so valuable, uh, especially for young quarterbacks. Jalen Hurts, what is this, year four? And really only year three getting, you know, last year was his first big breakout year and his second year starting. So, I mean, Josh Allen, I still think is a young quarterback. He misses Brian Dable. I thought Jalen Hurts in the first two starts, he misses Shane Steichen. They're out of rhythm. A um, couple of big plays over the top. But basically, Nick Sirianni's doing what he should do. Guys, we have arguably the best offensive line in the league. We're just going to lean into it, dominate the line of scrimmage control the clock so when the other quarterback comes on the field mac jones or kirk cousins they can be cold you know they've been sitting on the bench for real time 20 minutes maybe a drives nine and a half minutes that stuff you can do that every weekend almost every weekend so uh philadelphia is two and oh hasn't really played well there are very few teams in pro football that could play as poorly as the eagles did in the opener on the road and win there are very few teams that that are struggling offensively to pass the ball 
can face a team last year that was 11 and 0 in one score games, the Vikings, and win pretty convincingly. So, you know, Philadelphia, uh, they'll get, I, you know, I just, I think they've got too many smart people in the building, the GM, uh, the quarterback, a lot of veteran offensive linemen. They'll figure it out. I didn't think they played particularly well tonight. I just thought they dominated the line of scrimmage. Minnesota's going to draft a quarterback and they're going to draft a quarterback, I would imagine, in the first round. I mean, there's a, a few things we know. The New York Jets, because Aaron Rodgers got hurt and will not play 65% of the snaps, the Jets retain their first round pick. Be shocked if they don't draft an offensive lineman with their first pick. The Minnesota Vikings are going to draft. So are the Arizona Cardinals. So probably are the Raiders are going to draft a quarterback in the first round. So I think the Kirk Cousins thing, you know, these big TV Thursday night, Monday night, Sunday night standalone games, Kirk Cousins is just bad in them. There's no getting around it. He is just bad. They call certain players uh, teeth clenchers. Uh, where they get up tight early in Peyton Manning's career. He had a little bit of that where he was really, really intense and wanted another walkthrough and another practice. And Tony Dungy once told a story where Peyton Manning in his career on Saturdays was sort of family day and get the families out to practice. And Peyton was like, no, I want up tempo. I want to practice. And Tony would say, no, it's we're okay. We're in a good space. So uh, Peyton was pretty in, intense early. And I thought it hurt him sometimes in big spots early in his career, not as much late. I think I think Kirk's always been that guy. He's got one o'clock games at home, especially. He's money. You get him in these standalone spots, he's not as good. So the um, Green Bay Packers and Detroit look very good in the NFC North. Minnesota, 0-2, but a better draft spot, and they need a quarterback long-term. Philadelphia, ugly, 2-0. They'll take it. Football is back in full swing and another week of absolutely epic games. Who's got you covered for every single one of them? DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers can bet five bucks. That's it. Five bucks on football and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Nobody's missing out on action this year. All DraftKings customers, all can take advantage of two new offers every game this September. Get in on the NFL Week 2 action with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now. Use the code Colin. That's me, C-O-L-I-N, to sign up. New customers can bet just 5 bucks and take home $200 instantly in bonus bets. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook. Code Colin, C-O-L-I-N. The crown is yours. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, 
You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right. Had a couple people at the gym come up to me and say, hey, you doing sharp and square? And I said, it's sharp or square, not sharp and square. Or, I'm the or square, he's the sharp before the or square. It's Chad Millman, CCO Action Network, all odds provided by DraftKings. All right, I stunk last week, but last year was the only time I've won in week one in forever. So I'm ready to go, bounce back week. I'm going to be the New York Giants of squares. I am going to bounce back. Okay, first number. And the number's telling me I'm on the wrong side, but I like Chicago plus two and a half anyway. Um, Listen, Baker's a great story. But I, I think I get a, a little bit of a coach edge. I think Claypool may not play. I think Chicago really believes they can win this division. I think Tampa is going to figure out fairly quickly they are what they are. I think there's absolute urgency. I think the Bears at home were humiliated. I think they'll be totally focused. Um, if there's any rushing props for Justin Fields, take him. I think he's going to be able to kind of work this defense and move around a little. I'm going to take Chicago plus two and a half. It feels like that's not what the Sharps want me to do, but I'm going to do it anyway, sharp or square. Dude, you're misreading it entirely. The Sharps love this play, uh, and they love that you're doing it. They've been calling me and saying, make sure Colin <laughs> takes the Bears at plus two and a half. Uh, this game opened at four. Uh, it's been bet to two and a half by the wise guys. The the public is on the Buccaneers, and this is one of those, and there's a lot of this this week, classic overreaction to what people saw in week one and letting that play into their decision-making for week two, and that's a mistake that a lot of people make. There's a stat I can give you right now. Since 2012, teams that lost by double digits, the Bears, playing against teams that did not lose by double digits, so that team would have to have won the game or lost by less than 10. That's the Buccaneers. Yeah. The team that lost by double digits on the road since 2012, 24 and one against the spread. So there are two teams that fit that criteria this week. The Bears are wanting one of them. And look, the, the, there was so much hype on the Bears before the season began, and there was no hype on the Bucs. So naturally, with the way the Bears got beat and the way the Bucks won, there's going to be a little bit of a flip. The, the script is going to be flipped. But look, the Bears offense, they had 22 first downs. They had more time of possession than the Packers. Yeah. They had three turnovers and four sacks. Meanwhile, the Buccaneers defense gave up 344 passing yards. They gave up six yards per play, not six yards per pass attempt, six yards per play and seven yards per pass attempt. So... Minnesota had three turnovers, including Kirk in the red zone late in the first half. 
that would have put them up 17-10, and that would have been a different a different game. So I like what we're seeing here with the Bears as underdogs. Uh, it's sharp. I've played it. Okay, I don't like favorites much. I took one last week and got burned. I'll get to that in a second. But I do have a theory that if you have a capable quarterback and a good coach and are humiliated in a standalone game on TV, you'll empty the bag the following week, play with great emotion and focus. Giants, it's now minus four uh, at DraftKings. Arizona, I like the Giants a lot. Sharper square. Play it. Play it, play it in your survivor pools. Don't waste your your early season picks on the Bills or the Chiefs or anyone else. Play the Giants. I I actually got this at five and feel like I got the worst of the number. I'm a little surprised it's moved to four, but this is one of those spots, right? You're you're going to play the team that just got blown out. Look, Arizona, they didn't win that game so much. Uh, they didn't they didn't cover that game. So much as why and by the way, I'm counting a cover for Arizona as a win. That's how that's how low the expectations were. Yeah. But they did play a game in which the other team practically gave them the game. And yeah. so this is not going to be the same scenario. Brian Dayball is a much better coach. It's a coaching mismatch. Look, they stunk it up. They played a team that was just much better at that moment, a really good defense. They didn't have the right game plan. You can come up with all the excuses, whatever you want, at the end of the day. The scenario here is you take the Giants. Okay, I don't love the number. I'd like it better at three, but I'm going to take Kansas City. Andy Reid, historically off a buyer with extra time, is money. They didn't have Travis Kelsey. He's the greatest receiving tight end ever. Uh, he'll get 15 targets this week. Uh, Jacksonville struggled mightily and won. So if they'd have lost at Indy, right, and been humiliated, I'd stay away. They were outplayed and won, okay? Kansas City's defense, I don't know about anybody else, they got a consistent pass rush without Chris Jones. And oh, by the way, the Lions' O-line is good. And they were in Jared Goff's face. I think this is this is one of these, I've seen these two teams play twice last year. The gap is bigger. It wasn't closed in one offseason. I'm going to take Kansas City minus three and a half, and I think they win by a touchdown. All right, so... There's a couple different scenarios here, and you're right about the Chiefs, and you're right about the Lions, and that plays into a Lions-Seahawks game, which I might try to convince you to bet. Um, But with that game against the Lions, the Chiefs actually only gave up 14 offensive points. Don't forget, there was a a pick six. I know, right? And so here's where we're sort of the sentiment and what you believe about a roster and what you as an analyst who was much more sophisticated about football than you let people believe lets that play into, okay, this game opened at two and a half and then it got to three and now it's at three and a half. So the number has been moving against your decision right here. For me, once it got to three and a half, it was a pass. Like I didn't want to play Kansas City as more than a field goal favorite on the road because then you start getting into trends that go against Patrick Mahomes. Um, So the wise guys liked it at two and a half. They liked it okay at three. It's a pass at three and a half. Okay. Well, that's why we do this. Um, I think this is a coaching mismatch, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, I think Brandon Staley, for the first time, players are criticizing him. The media in L.A., crushed him. I'm going to take the Chargers minus three at Tennessee. Tannehill missed spots, didn't look good. Vrabel criticized him publicly. He's a much better coach than Brandon Staley. I can't believe this roster can go 0-2. I can't believe it. 
Chargers minus three, what say you? Sharper square. Uh, one thing I want to clarify about the Chiefs, like I want to, like, I believe they're going to win by the touchdown that you say they will. I'm just saying for people who are listening, the value, like what professionals are thinking about when it gets to three and a half, they're not going to play it because there's no value anymore. Not that right, they right, don't right. think the Chiefs are going to win big. Right. Just to be, just to be clear, in this game, the first thing you said, it's a coaching mismatch. And so why would you lean into a coach who in two seasons of coaching has not proven any ability to put his team in a position to win with the kinds of decisions that he makes? He has more talent at the offense on the offensive side of the ball. Colin, you preach this all the time. I listen to your fabulous radio show. One of your primary theories, defensive coaches with offensive genius players is not a good match, right? How many times have you said that? And so all of a sudden, we're, we're, we're leaning into Brandon Staley on the road as a favorite against a much better football coach against a defensive line that That's is good. fierce. Jeffrey Simmons is an all-pro caliber player. And Mike Vrabel, by the way, one of the best underdog coaches in the NFL, 24-9-1 as an underdog of three or more, including this past week against the Saints. There's a handful of coaches that every professional better is thinking about when they are looking to bet. Mike Vrabel, John Harbaugh, Mike Tomlin, Andy Reid, Bill Belichick. Those are the guys that you want to be betting on as underdogs. All right. Uh, a lot of times you try to convince me to bet ugly games. So I'm going to give you a little my belief system here. The <laughs> NFC South is bad. Nobody's really good enough to beat their rivals on the road. They'll all win their home games. So Carolina at home getting a field goal against New Orleans. I mean, New Orleans had a couple of big pop plays, but I don't think anybody in this division is going on the road and beating their rivals. I'm going to take Carolina. They hung with Atlanta. I think Carolina is the side plus three, sharper square. Totally sharp. Uh, they don't love it. But when, when we look at uh, some metrics, and you can see this at, at actionnetwork.com or in the Action Network app, we will list the percentage of bets coming in on a game, and we will list the percentage of money coming in on a game. And those two things are not necessarily correlated. Bets are actual number of bets. One ticket, two ticket, three ticket, four tickets. But you could have one ticket that is worth $100,000 and 10 tickets that are worth $10, and the number of bets will not equal the number of money. Money is usually an indicator of what professional bettors are doing. Bets are an indicator of what the public, the squares, are doing. The bets in this game are on the Saints. The money in this game, by a two-thirds majority, is on the Panthers. And it's because of what you just said. You've got a division game. you got a home dog, prime time. It sets up nicely. Um, that's why they're betting the Panthers. It's not because they believe in Bryce Young. It's not because they think the Panthers are very good. Uh, their defense did not play great. Um, but and it's not because the Saints are so amazing either, right? Like Tannehill looks a little bit washed, and yet they barely beat that Tennessee team. They needed some turnover. So it's, it's, it's purely a sort of number play. So... Um... I, I'm disgusted with myself betting this. Washington plus three and a half at Denver. I had a executive, well, a scout, call me on Monday. He said, Colin, he goes, I know you like Russell. He's missing. He's, there's wide open people here. These are good schemes. These are good plays. He can't see them. He's like, this offense is, until they get Judy, there is no juice to this offense. The Raiders are not good. 
and the Raiders took the lead and never looked back. Ah, Washington's defense is good. They're good. They're going to keep it. All Washington games are going to look the same. They're all going to be awful television. Three and a half is too much. I got to take Washington, Sharper Square. Well, look, we're th- this this game and the uh, Colts-Texans game yeah. are battling for the corner TV game. You know, the game at the sports book that they put on the corner because nobody really wants to watch it, but they got to have every game on. I agree with you about Russell Wilson. I watched that game and I was texting with a buddy and uh, who's who's inside the NFL. And I, I was just like, Sean Payton's a genius. Like he was calling such good plays and they looked so much better and it fell apart because Russell Wilson started to, to lose a little bit of steam. And so it's a very challenging game. I think that Washington's roster is not as good as the Las Vegas roster. I think that this is a huge coaching coaching mismatch. I think Jimmy G is better than Sam Howell. And I think that I would expect a different kind of scheme from Sean Payton now that he's seen what Russell can do over the course of a game when oh, other teams are adjusting. Um, also, I'm still a big believer in Denver's defense. I think it's a really good defense. Washington, to me, was a terrible team. Like, if 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 Arizona has anything more serviceable than a quarterback who still did not know the names of his teammates because he had signed two weeks earlier, they'd probably lose that game. So for me, this game is a pass. Like, I, I'm not interested. The okay. line has moved in Denver's direction from three to three and a half. Uh, that's more of a wise guy play than a than a public play. Um, but I, I, I like your sentiment. I like that you're thinking about betting ugly. Betting the NFL, winning the NFL means betting bad quarterbacks. But here you got two bad quarterbacks and not a lot of not a lot of edge. Okay, so we do two things after I make my picks. A game you try to talk me into, and then a game I just want your opinion that I could be convinced of. So New England getting two and a half at home is interesting. If you look, Miami has with Tua beaten Belichick. But uh, Tua averages three touchdowns, two picks, 88 passer rating. Um, he, he's they've, they've scuffed and found ways to win. Um, I thought New England outplayed Philadelphia for big chunks of that game. And I would take the points with New England here. Sharp or square? Totally sharp. Uh, I know you are a listener of the Favorites podcast. You know that we get calls every week uh, from professional bettors who will comment on one of the episodes of the podcast that we did earlier in the week where we're talking about our early leans. The Patriots were an early lean. We got a lot of sharp calls, a lot of professional bettors calling us saying they love the Patriots here. And I'm with you. I, I watched that, that New England-Philly game. New England dominated that game. And they were the better team. They were the better defense. Mac Jones looked pretty, pretty good at times. Bill, Bill O'Brien put him in the right positions to succeed. Down to the end, they had a chance to win that game. It's if a phantom holding call on a two point conversion. Oh, it was brutal. Kept them from covering brutal. that game. Colin, I can't even talk about it. Like I, I got to tell you, for about I, I, I had, I had the Pats, and for about twenty four hours until the Jets won thank God, and I had the Jets, I was kind of sick to my stomach. I, I couldn't well, I listened the Colts game and the Patriots game. I lost both. I had them both. Yeah. I, I still love my side. Listen, you, des- you deserve to win both of those games. You do. 
And I, I have a saying, the right side is the winning side. So when you lose, you lose. But I will tell you that we do these luck rankings at Action where basically you take out the noise. You you, you level the playing field. You take out the, fan, the random penalties. You take out the turnovers. And you come up with what we call the luck rankings that basically determines the luckiest teams on a week-to-week basis. And you aggregate it so it's the luckiest team over the course of a season. The Eagles and the Lions were the two luckiest teams in week one. The Eagles barely beat the Patriots. I know what I saw. The Patriots are a really good team. The Patriots are getting a very overhyped Dolphins team that needed a lot of help from the opponent to win on the road. Two is not going to throw for 500 yards again. I hope Tyreek Hill has another huge day. I got him at nine to one to lead the league in receiving yards. But I think the Patriots are the right side here. All right, now talk me into a game. Detroit, Seattle, go for it. Look, this this is the other game that fits that trend I mentioned before, which is 24-1 and against the spread for teams like Seattle when they are on the road, coming off a double-digit loss, playing a team that basically won or lost by less than 10 the week before. On top of that, you're getting a team in the Lions that has so much hype into the season. They beat the Super Bowl champs. They beat the Super Bowl champs on the road, Opening game, prime time, Seattle loses ugly to the Rams. Like, this is an overhyped game. This is an inflation game in terms the line is higher than it should be. Like, you have to take Seattle here. There's just no question about it. You're going to bet a quarterback that might make you uncomfortable. You're going to be upset that the tackles aren't playing. But Detroit's defense is, is just not as good uh, as it should be for a team to be favored by five and a half, some places six. So um, you got to suck it up and you got to bet Seattle. All right. Chad Millman, CCO Action Network, all odds provided by DraftKings. My friend, um, it's great to see you. Bad week for me, but you know what? Tom Brady, 12 years, double digit picks. Who cares? LFG, let's go. You know what? It's the end of the season that matters, not the beginning of the season. And I say that as someone who, like, in my five picks that we talk about, I went two and three. And, like, it happens. It's going to happen all the time. But also, you look at it, I, like, after that, I don't know if you ever do this, but, like, at the end of that day, the difference between one and four and two and three is everything. Because two and three, you can look at your picks and say, okay, I'm two and three, but that Patriots game, I, yeah. I I analyzed that the right way. I would have been three yeah. and two if not for some yeah. bad luck. So I felt yeah. better about myself. Yeah. Well, try going on five. I couldn't even look myself in the mirror. It was awful. It was tough. Oh, for and me, five? Yeah. Did no, you I not did you not make any of the picks that we talked about? I should have made the uh Cleveland bet. I didn't. I'm not betting I'm 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 just uh listen. Fairly bitter. It's not my personality. I bounced back. I had a cocktail Tuesday night. I was good. I had I said that, the Jets were the better play. And I said the Lions over the Chiefs. So I had I had some stuff. I didn't include those, but I did have I thought the Jets were the better play and I thought the Lions were the better play. Listen, that is one of your greatest traits. You don't wear it. You move on quickly. I like that I don't wear it. All right, buddy. Good seeing you. All right, man. Talk to you. The volume. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. 
Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.